Match day nine, York United two, Atletico Ottawa one. We fall to a late goal again. We concede a set piece goal again. The roller coaster continues. After the Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long, normally on Tuesdays, this week on Thursdays, giving you reactions, analysis, and hot takes. Patty, I'm tired, bro. Buddy, <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. I just finished a five-day house music festival in Albania, so I'm basically <laughs> I didn't, a burnt-out husk I, of a person. <laughs> I didn't put Patty on blast on the Twitter, but that is why we are delayed, and you know what? I can't blame him, dude. Being at a, at a five-day uh, house music party in Albania sounds a hell of a lot better than uh, talking about this finger of a game. <laughs> Does it ever. But we will do it, because this is for all of you guys out there. For you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's the reason we're delayed. Uh, so please don't flame me too hard on chat or and Twitter. It's okay. But uh, I'm yeah. sure people want to forget about this game anyways. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I want to get off ATO's wild ride. Like that's where I'm at at this point. <laughs> it's just constant like ups and downs. We had a great match against the Wanderers. Uh, and I think we were all like pretty confident coming into this week against York. Yeah, um, I was. I was ex- sure. <laughs> ex- yeah, I think we all were. Um, and especially because uh, they were missing five of their players uh, because of their quote unquote personal beliefs in yeah, not I'm wearing trying to swear less on this show but like fuck right off yeah agreed <laughs> agreed and one of them was our boy brian wright honestly good riddance bro yeah. good riddance i was so angry when i saw that i was so angry when i saw it in, in general but then you know when you find out that one of the people is also someone that you know I stuck up for every week after with you shitting on him and and <laughs> so what you're saying is I was right the whole time is what you're saying yeah it turns out yes you know what we're gonna be controversially yes and you know what actually I want to shout out Adam Jenkins real quick because uh, this is what he said on the broadcast about this incident and Martin Nash has made four changes to his eleven today it's a story that we have to mention there are a handful of players unavailable today and unavailable is the keyword there are a few injuries for York United but. There is no Brian Wright, Usama, Lou, Mobabuli, Brem Sumaro, and Marky Wojcikowski. They have decided that they did not want to wear the Pride shirts. It is against their personal beliefs. And as a result, York United says you will not be in the team here tonight. So that is the story for these nine strikes. So there you go. He called yeah. it right out. He said that they're not in the squad because they didn't want to wear the Pride shirt. So yeah. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be really easy to just avoid that and say that they're out for reasons. But I like that he called that out, honestly, because like yeah, to me... me in my opinion, if you don't support diversity and inclusion in football in all of its forms, like you don't deserve to play. And honestly, huge props to Martin Nash for scratching yes. him over the decision. Like he easily could have just been like, all right, well, you know, you can wear uh, jerseys without the pride colors or you can maybe yeah. be bench. And he was like, no, you don't want to wear the jerseys. You don't play. And I'm like, yep. huge props to Martin Nash. I'm not a huge Martin Nash fan, but he killed it there. Um, yeah. I, like I said, I mean, to me, those kind of decisions you 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 may not you know you you may not personally believe in in that or whatever but to me you should at least show support to the people who are struggling and i i think that the way that they did it 
um, and then said that well, it's our personal beliefs is, is is not on as far as I'm concerned. No, it's a capo, dude. It's such a capo. And like, what what are you saying to like the people that watch you every week um, that you don't want to support their lifestyle? That you're a shitty human being. That's what you're saying. What are you saying to the people that live in that neighborhood whose map is on your shirt? You yep. know what I mean? You're, you're saying that you don't think that they belong. Yeah. That exactly. you don't think they should exist. You don't support you know, who they are, who they were born as. It's fucking bullshit. And it is. Yeah. Anyways, we don't have to put too much airtime to that, but we, we wanted to get our frustrations out because it's extremely frustrating for us. I'm sure it's extremely frustrating for everybody listening to this as well, that we still have to deal with this shit in 2023. Yeah. Yes, um, yes, yes. So Brian Wright, if you're listening, you fucking suck, bro. <laughs> so uh, without Bri- without you know um, further ado <laughs> you know, we, we all thought that we'd have a bit of an advantage because of this unfortunate uh situation well and i think we all thought we had a bit of an advantage when zach verhoven fired a rocket seven minutes oh into God, the game Honestly, absolutely what a destroyed kid. giants office <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was good i mean and it's it's tough because i hate where we're at right now in the season because we talked about at the start of the season how scary york's roster looked on paper at the start of the year yeah. and mm-hmm. then they kind of like came out of the gate with a bit of a fizzle and now we're seeing that in practice like they're two points back from top of the table right now and they were top of the table before um before Pacific, Pacific. Beach Forge exactly. as well. Um <laughs> they've been on such a run, dude. Like it's funny because they've lost just as many games as we have, but like they went on a crazy run of just win 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 draw win like and, and then just shot right up. It's it, it's a close league right now. Yeah. So yeah. runs like that really make all the difference. Exactly. And we're 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 currently a negative 1 GD and they're a 0. So well, that's just it, right? Like <laughs> f- like frig man. <laughs> <laughs> i hate it i hate it <laughs> yeah yeah so uh so yeah i hate york being there um the, i think the real heartbreak for everyone watching this match was the amount of posts that we hit during the match yeah dude yeah uh, like three was it was it three yeah. big ones at least i was so frustrated yeah, i was at two posts and a crossbar i'm pretty sure and i was yeah. just like oh and then also i mean obviously luke Singh's own goal which was hella frustrating to watch. Um, surprise, surprise. We got beat on a set piece again, which cost us the match again. Yeah. Super, yeah. super again. sweet. Very on brand for ATO. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, I went through I went through the data in preparation for this. So yeah, you did. we have conceded uh, 13 goals in all competitions mm-hmm. this season. Would you like to know how many of them are directly or resulting from set pieces? Uh, I'm going to go with 10. Six. <laughs> wow, I was way off. So, yeah, but still, that's that's half of our goals. Yeah, that's half of true. our goals yeah. conceded have been from set pieces. Yeah, fifty so, percent. Like, that's we not need good. to get it together, that's man. That's not good. We need to get it together. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, this game. I mean, and none of those were penalties. None of those no, were exactly. penalties. By they're the all, way, they're this all... is all free kicks and corners. Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Love it, love uh, it, love it. It's great. Um, but yeah, if we talk stats, I mean, it's 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 tough to compare because this game it was a little bit of a weird one stats wise. Yeah. Um, we had fourteen shots, they had six, but nine of our mm-hmm. shots were off target, and two yeah. were hitting posts, and one was a crossbar. So yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's tough because again, that shows that at least we're getting the shots off. The issue is getting shots on net and we've seen yeah. that in previous games um where we get a high number of shots but a lot of them are from outside the box i think in this mm. game i'm trying to think how many of them were in the inside the box uh eight were inside and six were outside so again e- even if you look at those stats like that's that's a lot of missed shots for the amount and the and the area for which we got those shots 
And you wonder, I honestly, it kind of feels like, because we've never really played like that before. Like, there are teams that do that. They just sort of spam shots, um, and we've never really been that team. I don't yeah. know if it was, like, frustration or something. And, yeah. like, I get it. Like, especially because we played so well that first half, and to, yep. like, end up not being ahead must be frustrating as hell. And then, you know, you start getting desperate, and you just start shooting from anywhere. Yeah, you're, um, just, you're just playing FIFA and mashing the X button. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, that, that also just, you know, that's a, a wider issue as well. I think almost every game this season has been a game of two halves, yep. and it's becoming a problem. Uh, yeah, we've seen, I think we've seen one or two, I would say the Halifax, I mean, obviously the, the two wins, because Halifax and the Vancouver games both, mm. I think, had good halves in both halves. Um, but yeah, everything else has just been one or the other. It's usually yeah. the second half. It was the second half again in this game, but mm-hmm. you know we got beat on a, on a janky set piece, um, corner kick in into Di Rosario, who was just in the right place at the right time, which kind of sucked for us. Yeah, we also just kind of looked a different team. Like I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's be, if if we're being out coached, and I mean it's very possible that mm-hmm. you know the other team goes in the locker room and then. You know, they're like, all right, this is what they're doing. This is how we play against it. And then they just successfully do it. Are we, <laughs> you know are we, I mean? like, but Johnny, are we reaping what we sowed last season where we were like, everyone else sucks. We're the best. And then now they're like, we need to figure out how to destroy this team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we all knew that like you know, the craziest sent last season to, you know, the top of the table from worst mm-hmm. to first was like. It, it, it's got to av- it's got to come back down to the mean yep you know and we're probably, we're probably seeing that now it's like oh okay hold the phone we got to average out so you know if i wouldn't be surprised if we finish like fourth or fifth this season like for that reason yeah yeah which again you know if you finish fifth you still make the playoffs so <laughs> which is kind of funny but <laughs> i'll funny. take it let's go yeah, let's go <laughs> um but yeah stats wise yeah we got beat on every passing stat Especially yeah. in the uh, especially in the second half, yeah, five hundred thirty-one passes, three sixty-one. Uh, we did manage to get plus eighty percent pass accuracy, which is good. Um, That's and, always good. And we went fifty-one percent accuracy on long balls, which is not our usual percentage. Okay. Hmm? okay. There were a couple That's... little bright spots here and there. Um, we beat. That's the, good, man. Fifty-one percent accurate long balls. That's decent. If, yeah. if we're gonna play that, so it's that style, and that's what we needed to do. So yeah. that is that is a, a bright spot. I suppose. Yeah, and to put it in perspective, uh, York was thirty-four percent. So yeah, yeah, uh, yep, 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 yep. We got uh, we beat them on all the shooting stats, which sucks because we didn't win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes yes it does <laughs> oh my god dude someone so, like it would we, we could have had like four galassos this game bro oh yeah Jesus for sure Christ. for sure i honestly think like if we had if we had capitalized on a oh, man like this should have been like a 3-2 game like we should have capitalized on a couple of those yeah because they had two at least two of the shots had giants opolis beat and then he just hit the crossbar of the post and i'm like Ugh, yeah get out of it the should way. have been a 3-1 game because we yeah. shouldn't have headed the ball into our own goddamn net but yeah know, that's, also that's neither that, here nor there. yeah um yeah so i mean just defensively we were okay um I, i'm not gonna you know echo the praises of the defensive line because i don't think they had a particularly great game but we won 76 yeah. percent of our tackles seven interceptions that's always good yeah, yeah so always good Yep. Um, and I guess lastly, uh, I got to say, I didn't hate Scott Bowman when I saw he was the head ref. I was like, oh, boy, we are in trouble. <laughs> and uh, yeah, two yellow cards for the entire 90 minutes. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it's because he got like a talking to in the off season and told to like chill out on the card bookings. Yeah, we talked about him a lot last season, like a lot. <laughs> yeah, when he was like putting up like 14 cards in a game. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. 
I will say the group chat was going pretty brazy about uh, how bad the refing was during the game. I don't know if that was out of frustration or uh, probably. <laughs> Plus, we all have a we all have a hate on for Scott Bowman and his stupid haircut. This is true. So. This is true. So he's already got <laughs> negative points before the ex- game even ex- starts. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. So standouts. Other. You know. There's the other, obvious. Other than Zach for Hoven. Uh. Yeah. Absolute <laughs> screamer. Got? What a sc- yeah. oh man. I like fist pumped so hard when I saw that goal. Um. Yeah. He, he and he also on top of that he played 67 minutes and he had eight recoveries. Beauty. Decent. I mean, he did go four for 12 on ground duels, which is not great, but yeah, but. <laughs> not great. The recoveries is good, though. I mean, especially with the style that we play, like, yeah, that's exactly what you need from your from your your wingers, right? From your midfielders. So. Yep. Yep. So again, uh, I, with the performance of the team this week, I would say he's a standout. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Who else are you putting on there? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do the old Dublave and throw Noah Verhoeven on here as well. There we go. Um, I really like Noah this week. Um, I mm-hmm. don't know about you. But he seemed confident on the ball in the middle of the pitch. I liked him working with Ollie. Um, hundred percent pass accuracy, which helps. that's crazy, dude. That's yep. crazy. Nineteen out of nineteen accurate. Yeah, and two, two for two, two dribbles, dribbles and two for three yeah. on tackles, five recoveries. Yeah. Like honestly, Great. he had a he had a, he had a game. Um, he really yeah. did. Um, and then probably lastly for me, uh, I would put uh, obviously Saint Miguel has risen to the six. Yeah, I'm putting him in there too. Like, what a great profile. Probably, probably his best game in that. Uh, in that yeah, role, that's say. that's what I mean. Like, the last couple of games, he's kind of really like melded into that six role. And I'm yeah. not saying he's the perfect six because I don't think he is. And I still hope that Carlo is able to find a dedicated six on the in mm-hmm. once the transfer window opens. Yeah. But yeah, two for two on dribbles, 83% accurate long balls, which is crazy good. Five that's for crazy. six. Five out of six. Five <laughs> out of six accurate long balls, dude. That's what we need from our yeah. from our six. That's that's yeah. some pure low shit right there. Well, though. that's Let's just go. it. And he went five for six on ground. <laughs> as well like let's go <laughs> yeah um and he was the assist on on obviously on zach's goal so just yeah. a great match for acosta um again he can kind of to me he can stay in that role for now um i mm. think that cargo is realizing well i think cargo had the plan all along and it was just getting him comfortable in that role um mm. but i think at this point now he's throwing up at least three games decently in that position mm. um so i'm less worried about the gap in time between now and when the transfer window opens, because I do think that Miguel can kind of fill that role um, now that our back line has has a little bit more uh, options on the bench as well. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you're absolutely right. Like <clears throat> we obviously we, we, we every week we say we need to sign six, we need to sign six. But like with these performances, it gets sort of almost less desperate as the weeks mm-hmm. go by. And now it's like, OK, we know that Miguel's going to be good depth in that position when we do sign the player in that position. Yeah. And it's no longer really like the main problem with us anymore. No. Like it was. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and speaking of two out of two successful dribbles, like, man, remember that one dribble when he basically went up like through the entire midfield? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think Patrick Gibson had said in his his player ratings, he's like, it reminded him of the freaking Ankara Messi goal. And I was like, yep, sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was just in, out, everywhere. Goodbye. (laughs) It's like, all right, man, go for it. Hilarious stuff. uh, Yeah. Love, love, love you, Miguel. Glad you're on this, this side of the, this side of the the list here this week. Yeah. So, um, speaking of the other side of the list, God, Luke Singh is so low on this list. <laughs> it's rough, dude. Like he's got he's got like a shocker of a mistake in him at least once a game. And yeah, like every th- game. It almost always results in a goal. Not always directly from a goal like this one, but <laughs> yeah. But like yeah, again, there's there's been past games where he just fell off his mark or just wasn't in the right position and cost yeah. us a goal. So it's yeah. tough because we saw him play for Edmonton and obviously FC Edmonton 
uh, isn't exactly the best team and that there's a reason they no longer exist. Um, mm. But I was hoping when he came to our structure, which is a lot stronger than Edmonton's ever was, mm-hmm. that he would rise to the challenge. And it's tough because he just kind of looked lost yeah. most of the game. Mm-hmm. And that own goal, I'm like, man, like, ugh, he was, yeah. Norm- <sighs> normally you don't like, you don't want to admonish center backs for giving up own goals when they're trying to clear it. But I mean, this one was pretty egregious. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest problem is like, if you get a header on it, get a header on it, he kind of just jumped and ducked a little bit enough that it just deflected the ball. I mean, I honestly think between you and I, as terrible as it is to say, I think even if he didn't redirect it, I feel like Melvin was completely out of position on that and wasn't expecting that. Um, But it still didn't help that Luke Singh did what he did. So no, he's... if you're going to redirect it, then redirect it. If you're not going to get enough of a piece on it, then duck out of it. You know what I mean? Instead, he just, it or was just a take it in the fantastic, space. Fantastic, fantastic finish. Face. It was a fantastic <laughs> finish. Lovely cushion header. Like yeah. Steven Gerrard stuff. <laughs> just wrong just in the wrong net. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like it was like we said, it's like every game, it's either you give away a free kick that results in a goal or you drop off of your man who ends up tapping it in. It's like it's almost cost us a goal a game. As, and you as, know, this was the pinnacle of that by literally yeah. it in that goal. Yeah. I wanted to yell like, it's Harry Maguire. Like that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the king of errors oh, from Manu. So <laughs> and here's the, actually here's the thing we can talk about. When we sign that six and Miguel gets moved back to the back line, mm-hmm. Singh's probably the first oh, one. Oh, he's done. Talk, he's, right? he, yeah, for sure. hundred percent. We're we're moving Espeo to that left center back position. We're probably moving Womet into the right center back position. Then we're putting Acosta at right back. Like that's, that's what's what we're going to do. Right. That's what yes, I'm hoping yeah. for. Anyway. Johnny and I are both using our crystal balls <laughs> to see into Cargo's brain. And that's definitely what's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, so speaking yeah. of Sean Melvin, not, not yeah. best game, a, was it? Yeah, a bit of a stinker for him. Yep, yeah. which sucks because he's had a he had a he had a pretty good game against the Wanderers. Um, yeah, probably one of he his had a best. Couple good wins in a row. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it was a bit of a mixed bag stats wise. Uh, you know, two saves, decent pass percentage. Uh, four for nine long balls, not great. Uh, but yeah, conceded two goals. Um, for the own goal, yeah, I did feel like he was completely out of position. Like I said, I don't mm-hmm. think even if even if Luke Singh hadn't redirected that ball, I think it probably was going in anyway, which mm-hmm. sucks. Um, yeah, his position was a suspect because I, yeah, it's, it's tough because I think honestly, if, if Nathan Ingham was healthy and had started this game, I honestly think he would have actually been able to save that either, either a grab or a punch out because he has a massive vertical. I, and I think he probably would have been in a better position. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, his, in, yeah, like Melvin, Melvin's positioning and it has been suspect and there's been a few goals that he's given up that he is just wildly in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing, someone had brought this up. In the, I'm not going to take credit for this one. Someone had brought this up in the group chat as well. They're like, when Ingham comes back, is this going to maybe solve our problem with defending set pieces? Because the keeper obviously has a lot Could to be. do with positioning his defense during a set piece, right? Could be, yeah. So is this the weak link? Is this why we concede from set pieces every week? <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, very, very well could be. I mean, we all know Nathan Ingham is a very experienced keeper in this league. He's mm-hmm. mature. He, he's he's worn the captain armband a, few, a couple times last season um, because I, I, I do think that he has a little bit more tactical acumen than Sean Melvin um, mm-hmm. just to read a play. And then on top of that, he also has like an insane vertical. So. Well, he's also just got more experience in this team, right? Yeah, so true. That, that goes a long way. Yep. Yeah, so uh, the good news is uh, His Majesty has returned to practice. 
So hopefully he will ascend to the throne again and be starting GK. Hopefully soon. Please, God, come back, Nate, please. Yeah, yeah I mean, there was like, there was obviously there was hope. Melvin. There was hope. We saw yeah. the picture. There was hope. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Melvin's a strong deputy. And, you know, I'm not going to, you know, rag on him because he's not a bad keeper at no, all. But no, Ingham is clearly number one. And I mean, anyone who entertains otherwise is kidding themselves, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's so. no like, oh, Melvin had a couple of good games in a row. Do you think he keeps the number one spot when Ingham's back now? Ingham walks right <laughs> Absol- in there if he's absolutely able to. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, areas of improvement, we already talked about it. Set piece defending is tragic and needs uh, to be fixed immediately. Yes, set piece is a given. Um, so if I had to pick something else for this match, I would say I would like us to focus a bit more on our short game mm-hmm. um, and recycling the ball because I, I saw it a few times. I'm sure you did too. We kind of just kept hammering the same thing over and over again and expecting yep. different results. Yep. Um, you know, it was a bit of dump and chase. It was a little bit yep. of like blast it out to the wings and hope for a cross um, yep. or just try and ram it up the middle and hope hope that, you know, we get the right kind of bounce or, or pass or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not if it's not working, like I want to see a little bit more cycle of the ball. I want to see a little bit more switching the field um, because I do think that once we stretch defense is when we're the most lethal on a counterattack. And in mm-hmm. this case, the York defense was playing exceptionally well. Um, mm. And so what we were trying just wasn't working. And then we kept yeah. trying it over and over yeah. and over again. It's like, guys, yeah. at some point you got to realize this isn't working. So well, it was, it was just, just kind of tough to watch. And we talk about how the other teams comes better in the second half. And that's because they noticed that they're like, yep. okay, they're just going to dump it up to Asti on the right. Who's going to beat his man and then try and cross it into somebody. And they probably know that Asti does not have a good end product either. Nope. So if you just, you can let him like, receive the long ball but as long as you sort of isolate him in that corner and make sure anyone coming up the middle you know has a man on him then you know that's that's nullified that entire plan and that's yep. all we tried all game yeah that's exactly. all we tried for the last few games exactly so that, to me that's that's probably the biggest area for improvement from my perspective yeah um yeah so i don't know if you've got any on your side no i mean that's basically those are the glaring things in the pa- in the past few weeks not just this game yep yeah, it's tough to uh, it's tough to watch everybody. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little, little bit, a little, little um, bit, a little bit. Moment of the match. Uh, I mean, obviously, answer is yeah. the Zach Verhoeven goal. Yeah. Um, we don't score a lot of bangers like that, too. No, so we do one. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, man, I, and I left a little like he he beat his man and then he cut in and yeah. and took it from maybe maybe ten yards outside the eighteen yard box and I was like, holy crap that was like that was a rocket you love to see it yeah so and then to watch him like celebrate was pretty great um that being said uh i mean uh, the alternative moment of the match i guess for me despite being insanely frustrating were the shots (laughs) off the posts yeah because both of them could easily have gone in and we would have won uh and if you know if the posts hadn't been helping giant sopolis's mediocre ass performance (laughs) uh we would have probably won this game but instead uh we took a 2-1 loss you hate seeing that many post hits, honestly. It's like, well, it's one of those things where it's like, man, like we're doing everything right except for that little bit of quality at the end. Yeah, but again, that that comes down to our finishing, which we're not yeah. necessarily known for. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not. Yes, <sighs> yes. Right, well, that was that was the game. I'm done with that, man. You've heard enough from us. Now <laughs> it's time to hear from you. <laughs> CCSG Mailbag. 
we have a really light mailbag. We do. Part of it is probably because we're a little late. So, um, yes. So, welcome to the mailbag section of the podcast. It's really early. We're basically speed running this episode, but uh, (laughs) this is the part of the podcast where you get to send in all your questions and your your topic changes and whatever else you want to tell us, and we'll read it and we'll talk about it. Um, it's the best part of being a member of CCSG is that you get your own part of the podcast just for you. So just for you. let's let's talk about it, Johnny. Let's open this mailbag up. Um, I'll shoot the first one to you okay. if uh, if we'll do like this. So do do we deserve our position slash results based on our overall performances? And if so, mm-hmm. does that give you hope that we can turn things around? So uh, I would say we deserve to be in the bottom three for sure. Mm-hmm. I think we should be higher than Halifax because Halifax sucks. Um, <laughs> so and they're sitting on a minus three GD uh, and they're one point ahead of us. <clears throat> but I do, I do think that our performance is better than our position on the table right now. I'm not yeah. saying our performance is good. Mm-hmm. I think we still are bottom half for sure. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that I don't think second last really makes sense when Vancouver is a negative 10 GD and seven points on the season. So, which sucks because they're only one point behind us, which is insane yeah. to me. And, <laughs> and we beat them five, nothing. Like, um, and does it give me hope that we can turn things around? I, I hope so. I, I mean, I'm never going to lose hope in ATO, to be honest, we could be mm-hmm. the trashiest garbage team and I would still have hope that we were going to pull something off. And we have been, and we have been, yeah, so far this season. <laughs> Um, in our history yes yes exactly um so you know we've seen it we've seen it in the past we saw it last season that you know we went from last place to first place and so we saw that it was possible do i think that we're on the same track this season i don't think so i don't think anyone sees mm. that anymore yeah. um <clears throat> but i i do think that we have the caliber of players and and the coaching to get us into at least the top five if not the top four yeah, I mean, I think I think after last season, I think missing out on playoffs is a pretty abject failure if that yes. were to happen. Um, yeah. uh, I, I kind of agree as far as like right now, we definitely deserve to be in the bottom three. Um, it's it's one thing to say you win or lose a game if you do or don't deserve it, but we're what eight games, nine games? How many games in the season are we right now? Uh, we're currently nine games, games. Nine, nine games, games into the played. season. Like you, the, your position in the table is largely where you deserve to be. You know what I mean? Like yep. in football, you, in the long run, everything comes out in the wash. You essentially get what you deserve most of the time. So mm-hmm. yeah, we our performances have been good, and we've been dropping points when we really could have not dropped those points. But I mean, every goal that we're conceding is it's not fluky stuff. It's no. because it's because it's because we're weak in those areas. So, exactly. yeah, I think we're I think we're where we deserve for yep. sure. Yeah. But I do think there is room to turn around to answer this question. And speaking of what changes do you anticipate for the transfer window? And will those changes be enough to get us back on track? Ooh, uh, I mean, so Carlos kind of already answered this one uh, in saying that we're definitely going to be signing a six, which is mm-hmm. great. Um yes. But I think the other rumor, rumor mill, Johnny, let's talk about it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, why don't we just skip right to that? Because this is what we want to talk about, because this is fun stuff. <laughs> this is and fun, and exciting a- <laughs> things for us. Ruben Del Campo, man. Let's, so uh, I, let's talk about in this my guy. In my semi-daily just searching Atletico Ottawa on Twitter and, and uh, sorting by latest to find out if other people elsewhere in the world are talking about our team from accounts that I do not follow, mostly Spanish accounts. Um, this sometimes bears fruit. Last season, it bared fruit with Ivan Perez. This season, yeah. it has bared fruit. Apparently, 
a young Swiss Spanish lad named Ruben Del Campo is likely going to be joining our Campo during the July <laughs> transfer window. <laughs> Boo. Uh, Hang it up right now. <laughs> In July, he is. So, yeah, let's talk about this kid. 23 year old striker. Yes. Yeah. We're signing uh, another striker. What does that say about our, our confidence? Well, in our you know, current striker uh, stable. I think that, I think that. It says a little bit about his pedigree because obviously he came up in the Atletico de Madrid. If you look him up, um, which I feel like all of you probably are looking him up right now uh, mm. <laughs> as we're talking. Yeah. Um, he came up through the Atletico de Madrid um, kind of B team camp. Uh, play right Under now, Carlos Gonzalez, by the true. way. True. Also, also that. Um, and then uh, right now he's playing, I think, it was for San Fernando. Yes. Um, uh, which and is third, third tier, third tier Spanish league, which is probably on on par with our league, maybe. Well, um, we played two. We played two clubs from this league in preseason this season, and we drew one and lost to the other one. So, so. that gives you an idea of the lo- caliber of player this guy is. Um, yeah. So, and he's also, you know, he's a young guy. It's, it's I think it's good to bring in uh, new players into new creative players because I think right now what we're working with is is. Sam Salter, who hasn't really at this point panned out this season, despite the amount of money we paid for him. Um, And then Malcolm Shaw has been on and off, mostly good, but, you know, a few lackluster performances. Mm. Um, So that's really all we have in the the starting stable for forwards. And I think adding a a quick, dynamic forward like Ruben Ocampo might be a a bit of a boon for us for the rest of the season. Yeah, so this guy... um... He's got quite the pedigree. Yeah, he's in the third tier of Spain now. The season before, he was in the fourth tier of Spain. He was also in the first tier of Portugal. Oh, yeah. With, with, with Famalicao. Famal- Famalicao, yeah. If that's how you pronounce it. But uh, he made, uh, I believe, six, uh, five first team performances in the first tier of Portugal. And has an assist to his name as well. So, so there this, you is, go. this is pretty imped- impressive pedigree. And... Um, in the fourth year of Spain last season with uh, Melilla, he, I think, had 10 goals, which is very impressive. In this season uh, with San Fernando, he started off very strong. Four goals, two assists in his first 11 games. And then oh. kind of dropped right off. Yeah. Dropped right off. Hit the bench half the time, not in the squad a couple times. Basically was just a sub player. I don't know if this was due to an injury. Um, be. I believe they changed their coach midway through the season. So that yeah, had just probably had yeah. something to do with it as well, falling out of favor. But, but what, we're focus, that, what we're focusing on, everyone, is 11 games, four goals, and two assists in the Spanish yes. third tier. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I watched all of the highlights. Um, you know, we only found, we only saw this tweet like an hour ago. So yeah. <laughs> Johnny and I got all excited. He's like, he said it to me. He's like, we need to talk about this. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've watched the clips um, of his goals. And this is a very fast kid <laughs> and which yeah. is nice because we currently don't, I don't know if we've ever had a fast striker, you know, like all of our strikers have kind of been hang up, poacher, up top, yeah. poacher type of players. Um, we really hope to see a difference this time because I, I hate to think that we just keep trying the same thing over and over again by signing these uh, international strikers and then they don't pan out. I'm talking about players like Raul Uche. I'm talking about players like Vladimir Agrega. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want this to happen again. I don't want to sign some international poacher who plays, who excels in a system that we don't play, who gets into positions that we don't service. So um, from everything I've read about this dude, he's very fast. He presses hard from the front, which we need. I think we need that. Um, Yeah. I I have hopes. I do too. And also fun left footed. That's fun. 
That is fun for our forwards. I love. I that. like that. Okay. Yep. Yep. I just, so yeah, I I am, I am I'm personally I'm looking forward to this, and the fact that he scores and assists as well, and you know isn't just a pure poacher that just scores tap ins like in his even in last season you know he scored a pen, he scored head ins, he scored make, making runs from behind tap ins, um, he has assists from like uh you know crossing into the box like he does a lot. Yep. Um, he also he also for those of you out there he also played for the Swiss international under twenty team. That's right. Which is also he's sick. played. He's been in the international program from under sixteen, under seventeen, under eighteen, under nineteen, and under twenty. So get out your you know everyone back on the hype train. The hype train's back, Let's baby. Get back in the hype <laughs> Let's train, go. Baby. So it has been brought to our attention that we currently because our our uh, emergency goalkeeper signing does not count towards the twenty three man roster. We currently have ro- twenty two players rostered. Um, we're actually currently not in compliance with the international roster rules and, <gasps> and amongst other teams as well, as far as half of them having to be under 23. So bringing, uh, bringing Ruben in actually puts us into compliance. So 50% of our international players will be under 23 years old. Um, however, this brings up an interesting question because if we, well, I'm assuming if, we're, if we sign Ruben, we will not have a place in the roster for this six that we're apparently bringing in. Oh. This means we're gonna be getting rid of somebody. Yeah, yeah, that's a good so, point. Who you do you I mean? uh, who do you um, foresee? I don't know. I mean, is it is it because Junior's on a dev contract, right? So he's gonna leave for school anyways. Um, is it is it Junior that we're gonna be getting rid of to bring in our six? Yeah, um, it's I can also see that. In, is it an international player we're, player we're bringing in? It's going to have to be an under 23 year old, or we're getting rid of an over 23 year old international player. Maybe a short one with red hair who's been playing really, really well for a year and a half and wants no. to move up to a better league. No. Don't, this is possible. Don't, don't you put that juju on me, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen this happen to other teams in the league. They've lost their best player halfway through the season. Um, I mean, look at Alejandro Diaz leaving Pacific last year. Yeah, true. Um, these things happen. Is it a thing that could happen to us? Maybe. I, I hope not. You know? But if it does, then that frees up an over-23 international space to bring in, you know, a studly six that we so desperately need. Well, that would be lovely. But I wouldn't want to sacrifice Ollie Bassett for that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> All right, let me hit you with this one. Uh, Ruben Del Campo, ladies and gentlemen, go, yeah, go Google, Google him, right him now. now. You're YouTube, welcome. Transfer hot, market, hot Twitter. off the press, still steaming, yeah. still, still smoking. I don't know. It's like one of, those, it's one of those skillets. Handsome. It's one of those skillets you get at like Outback Steakhouse. That's what that. <laughs> that's how hot that 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 rumor is. Very hot rumor. And like yeah. we said, we literally found this out like an hour and a half ago. So. <laughs> Johnny sent me the link. I was like, oh my god. And then I went, yeah, I watched watched a bunch of his games. So, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right. Uh, so did we ask this one? We just got the one more question. Okay, <laughs> it's yeah, we very did. late okay. this week. True. Uh, all right. So Verhoeven started off. Uh, I think they mean Zach Verhoeven. Uh, started off, and the offense felt that it was much more creative and dynamic. However, we fell off in the second half, especially when he got subbed off. Do you prefer getting that boost late game or starting the game that way? Um, I know, like back when when. A couple of weeks ago, I was like, I want to see him starting like he's a great super sub, but I want to see him starting. And we kind of see how him starting or subbing in is different to the way that we play. Right. Like we, yeah. we trail or we're drawing and then he comes on and then we nib the neck, nick the win. 
But then this week, we nicked the early one. You know, he had his immediate effect, but then we fell off at the end. So I know I hate to say it, but I almost want to keep seeing him as like a 60th a super minute sub. super yeah. sub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like what we should have done is is he should have played, got his goal. We should have immediately subbed him off and then subbed him back on it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like subs him off in ten minutes. Shirt, put a different shirt on him and put yeah, a exactly. mustache on him. <laughs> oh no, that's not Zach Verhoeven. That's the third Verhoeven on our team. <laughs> University soccer rules, baby. Subbing in and out at will. But uh, yeah, no, I like I. I basically I take back what I had said a couple of weeks ago. I want to see him as a super sub. I think that's when he excels. Um, him against tired legs can really be a game changer late in the game when we need it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we always need it. We've been trailing first so many times this season. Yep. And even when even when we're leading, we want that insurance, right? Even when we're drawing, we want that insurance because, you know, look at the Forge game. We, we thought we were going to come out of that with a draw. All of a sudden, we concede in, like, the 91st minute. Yep. So we, we can't be sitting on the back foot and trying no. to play it safe. We need no, to throw exactly. someone on, like him on at the end to shake it up and then hopefully get a late goal. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, agreed. So that was the All mailbag. Right. That was like the we mailbag. Said, light one. Uh, GCP watch party. There was a lot of, of uh, people left that place disappointed. That started off very much not disappointed. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> uh, the and worst. I feel for them. I feel for them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, we won't have a watch party this week because we are playing at home. And Beep. I did not tell you this yet, but I am going to friggin' be there, baby. Nice. Thank Jealous. you, at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. I great. wanted to that's come great. home for this one because I wanted to see a win because the last game I saw at home was the four one against Pacific, <laughs> <laughs> and that was straight up not a good time. So <laughs> yeah, I'm straight up not having a good time, bro. <laughs> yeah. So Vancouver FC, what are you uh, what are you hoping to see from this game? I want I, another five nil, baby, and I want that to be at home. <laughs> yeah, I wanna I wanna blow out. Um, I, I honestly think that Vancouver is really really struggling this season. I think yeah. a lot of us thought that this might be the case you know new team new coach new players they kind of cobbled together and, and it sucked because they did pull in some good players but then um yeah. Ch- chung broke his collarbone um and and so they've had some injury issues as well um, they had an international they had to terminate his contract as well so n- not, not everything's panning out for them for sure. yeah so so again i don't think that they're cons- going to be a consistently poor team like a-, a-, a la edmonton i just think that it's tough they're in a tough position right now um, as far yeah. as the league, as far as the league goes and competition goes. Um, yeah. So, so I'm hoping we smash them. Honestly, I, God, I, God, I need us to smash them this weekend. <laughs> well, here's, here's, here's a weird thing. So obviously they, they ship five goals to us. They ship six goals to Pacific, but they also scored three against them. Yeah. Which is super <laughs> weird. Oh man. I just six realized three is a crazy result. I just realized because it's an afternoon game, I, it's on at 9 p.m. here. I can watch it live. Yes, you can watch it live. There you go. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be scoping out Johnny in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yes, I hope we smash them at home. We need. We, we have to. We need a we big home to. win yeah. after after that game. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's where I hope that goes. Uh, my buddy Frank's finally gonna be attending. He missed the last. He was supposed to go to the last game, but his flight got all messed up from oh, from Latvia. So, but he will be at this game. So I send him my tickets. Nice. He's already accepted them. So amazing. I'll I'll tell him to come say hi to you. <laughs> yes. No. Absolutely. Conversion. We're converting. Like him. making friends. Plus yeah. he's a plus he's a Montreal fan. So you guys should get along. Fantastic. Fantastic. 
Um, one thing I don't want to see from this game is Diego Speo getting another yellow because if Can he we does, not? that will mean a suspension for the next game. Which is against and Forge. Which is against <laughs> Forge. <laughs> so if you're listening, Dude. Diego, and we know you are, you need yeah. to just be chill, bro. Just be yeah. chill. Yes. Um, our next, so this, yeah, this, speaking of our next game, so our next match is at home against Vancouver. Really need a win on this one. We because do. Because our following two games are Forge and Pacific. Yes, yes. <laughs> so and I'm not going to lie, with our current form, I'm kind of terrified playing both, both of those of teams. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that we're, we're, we need the three points because if we could eke out even just a single point against Pacific and Forge, like even if we eke out a tie, I would be happy with that because yeah. those two teams are both performing extremely well. Um, so if we could draw one or, or somehow, somehow, pull off a single like if we could get six points in three games i would be ecstatic uh, honestly yeah. i'd be ecstatic with five points yeah especially in the next three games yeah so the, basically yeah if we lose this game against vancouver and finish the match week at bottom of the table we we desperately have to not be bottom of the table at any week this season we can't yes. go from fir- from worst to first back to worst again you know <laughs> it's a I roller mean? coaster bro <laughs> like 2021 when we finished bottom of the table in like the last week uh, underneath edmonton that was a shambles uh, underneath yes. a shambolic edmonton like we cannot let that happen yeah and there's a shambolic vancouver so god God forbid we actually finish yeah. below them. I would, no. I would, I don't even know what I would do. No, I would straight up not have a good time. <laughs> I would drink all the beer in Ottawa. Oh, so much. Still probably going to do it anyway. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so yes, hot stove Friday, 7 p.m. Tune into that. Should be yeah. spicy. Talk about that game. Let's do it. Um, if you want to go there, if you want to go there with, with me and all the other fun CCSG you do. buddies, <laughs> which you do, go to our website, capitalcitysports.com. Click on the little W ticket. Um, don't forget our pride razor campaign is still going um, True. Uh, for client space so go to that there's a link on our twitter we've tweeted out a couple times we'll probably tweet it out again before you hear this um you know let's hope we get another five goals yeah true <laughs> for that true. um keep reading our articles patrick gibson with the player ranking articles they're really great joey you know is doing the month in review still um ben ralph is doing the forward presses still which are really great if you don't have access to the press conferences Megan Wiper is doing the new footy, footy 101 series as well, which is great. The last one about uh, Sweeper Keepers was fantastic. Um, those will be sort of ad hoc, I think, published. Um, always got new merch designs in the shop. Quick episode. We knew it was going to be. Mm, we no did, yes. No one wants to talk or listen about this game. <laughs> we want to no, forget it happened, don't we? No, we want to forget it happens and look forward to this weekend against Vancouver at home. Yeah, hopefully the next episode will be two hours long. It'll just us be gushing about every one of our players. Yes, hopefully that is the case (laughs) because it certainly wasn't this week. No, Patty, it's been a pleasure as always. Always, yeah, it's been good. Um, yeah, hopefully we go out there and uh and and smash it this weekend. Yep, absolutely. Enjoy the game, Johnny. Enjoy the game, everyone in the dub. Will do. Talk to you in a few days, Uh, folks. Sounds good. Vamos.